Good morning, my neighbors. This is Grisa. Hey, everyone. Good morning. This is Gris Alves. Welcome to the Tales of Recovery podcast, a show where we talk about recovering and getting back your life, you know, your birthright to live free and awake and liberated in this human body, in this crazy human experience. And so these are just stories of how this process is happening, right? Whether it's a guest coming in talking about their experience or I just roll out of bed and give you my thoughts on my healing experience. One of the things that has been really huge lately, of course, is the use of psychedelics. So I want to share my story on uh, on my journey, right? On my access to experience with and results from the use of magic mushrooms and LSD, ayahuasca, all these these plants, you know, these master medicine, these master plants that awaken you to your power. You know, that's why they're so big. It's, you know, a lot of people that I work with or we're going to do ceremony or we're going into a retreat or even a one-on-one mushroom journey. They, one of the questions they ask, you know, they want to know everything. Okay, how does this work? Why do I need to do this? I've been on antidepressants for 10 years. They don't work anymore. I'm losing my mind. I've tried everything, you know, and these these substances, right, these, I think, I mean, I don't really know if mushrooms are a plant, really, it's a fungus, so it's like half plant, half animal, but they have this ability to awaken you to the power that lives inside of you, to your power, and it's super scary because most of what we've been told is to give our power away. You give your power away to your parents, you know, to the teachers in school, if you're in a religious context to whoever's running the religious show and God is out there and not inside of you. So the the training that we've had is that we don't have power. We've been giving it away for so long. And, you know, as a, as a little kid, you kind of don't really have a choice. I mean, you kind of have to do whatever it takes to survive and accommodate your reactions to please or not upset your, your caregiver that is a way to survive when you're a little kid and so we've been giving our power away and when you go into a trip or a journey of taking mushrooms or lsd or you know boof or any of these plant medicines you can be completely overwhelmed by the vast openness that comes inside of you and that you're left with you know, to integrate this experience of touching and seeing, you know, really your, you know, you know, your communication with the divine, your, your creative life force that lives inside of you. It's huge. And that's why it's so intense. And it can be intense. Besides this being a medicine that helps with trauma, because I, I do think that these medicines are very they're feeling medicines they make you feel things in the body they're not like up in your head which is kind of like how we all run our lives but they really get you in the body and trauma lives inside the body you know trauma the issues are in the tissues there are these memories that are stuck inside like a particular place of um it's hard to explain but they like live in the fascia you know it's like these water currents and that's where the memories are held and it's a little bit of quantum physics but it's also quite simple you know your um some of the the experiences for example of trauma are 
you know, somebody comes to hit you or to try to hurt you. Or you can imagine that somebody's trying to eat a little animal. And the animal has the capacity to pretend that it's dead. So that, you know, it might survive. You might be ignored. Or also because it's just too much to be eaten alive. And so whatever intelligence that created it allowed it to just lay there and not feel what it feels like to be eaten alive right and if the animal gets to be free or whatever the tiger decides to leave this little animal will figure out that it's actually alive it'll get up it'll shake 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 like a crazy motherfucker take out all that trauma and then go on about its way and we have that capacity as humans to do that too but we're in a different environment we're in an environment where no one tells you to shake like a crazy person you know after you've been yelled at by your parent or shamed by a teacher at school in front of everyone or hurt emotionally or physically by someone and trauma isn't really what happens inside your body but who's with you or who you were able to be held by or seen by or somebody that told you yes we're going to shake it off and i'm going to hold you and it's going to be okay and i see you and that was really fucked up that happened to you and then you know we would be able to hold these experiences and not have them run our subconscious which is what they do and what the psychedelics do is they come in there into the subconscious and into your body and they help you remember relive refill and reorganize these situations as you reorganize them make sense of them especially with beautiful accompaniment i don't recommend doing these things by yourself ever oh my goodness that would just it's just too it could be too intense you know it's it's you, know, you want to be with somebody in a space you know set and setting in a space where you can be held by someone who's had experience with the plants has done some beautiful integration work has been doing their own meditation and mindfulness and healing and therapy work for years so that they're not bringing their own shit into your experience you know but just witnessing empathetic empathetic abiding presence holding you witnessing you holding your hand you know holding your feet reminding you that that it's okay that you're safe helping you soothe your body your nervous system so that these experiences of remembering and healing can be as smooth as possible it might still be intense but as long as your body knows that you're with someone and that you're being taken care of it makes the experience um more accessible and and it can be way more profound and instead of you fighting and resisting you're like all right let's do this i'm here with this with this person you know, i'm here with grace or whoever's holding you and i'm gonna be okay um, and then you can go deeper into the experience that these medicines have for you. You know, these, it's just magical. You know, people call me and they're like, oh my God, I don't know. Should I do this? Should I not do this? Well, why do you want to do this is my first question. Because it's popular or because, and most people are like, no, I'm just, I need to get out of this depression. I want help with this anxiety or I want to experience this because I want to enhance my spiritual life, my spiritual journey. I can't stand my parents, the teachers, whatever. So, it, you know, I'm, I'm a lot of people have really a huge problem with alcoholism and they don't know how to stop, but they hate it. And then they hate themselves because they don't stop. And these, you know, ceremonies with mushrooms are very helpful for all of that. Also, 
it's important to have a meditation practice, a yoga practice, walking meditation. It doesn't have to be sitting movement, but journaling, some type of, you know, also somatic experience practice, which if you were working with me, you know, we're going to do some compassionate inquiry before and after, which is really um, a process developed by Gabor Mate that goes into these memories that are talked about earlier that are held in the body and these belief systems and perceptions that we've created because of these experiences that we've had and what compassionate inquiry offers is an opening an entrance into exploring with lots of compassion and lots of curiosity where these perceptions and beliefs come from like for example the belief or perception that you're not worthy of you know of love or an acceptance or or of you know creating the life of your dreams or not worthy of belonging or a belief that you're just never going to be good enough for this or that or that everybody hates you or that the world is against you You know these are all beliefs and perceptions is not really true but there's a root cause and it's a very um, appropriate you know there's a lot of pain that we all go through and so when you're able to kind of look into that, feel into your body, what's up with that, explore where these beliefs come from in the situation that might have gotten you into these perceptions to begin with, it brings a lot of clarity. You know, it's also very intense because you are beginning to maybe come into contact with these memories that you've been avoiding and protecting yourself from particularly with these perceptions and these beliefs these are protectors but when you're able to go in there and, and see oh shit this is why i do this this clarity that comes up is very powerful because it's the road and the journey to liberation and so what these mushroom plants what these mushrooms um experiences do it's like a quantum jump. It's like a 10 years of therapy in about three to six hours. And so, of course, you can imagine that there's a lot of integration work that needs to happen. You can't expect that, you know, all, you know, 10 years of therapy compact, compacted into six hours isn't going to need for you to do some grounding work <clears throat> and some additional, you know, therapy and, and, and integration in groups. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because... It's a lot. You're very open. These are things you haven't seen in a while. Like I said earlier, you're open to this power and to this intuition to see things. And, you know, one of the biggest phrases that I, that I, that I know what plants do is, is, um, is what Julio says. My husband, Julio, who did, you know, 10, year, 10 day ceremonies with Iboga, Ibogaine, which is a master plant from Africa. You know, the grandfather plant he says iboga helped me understand things that i just didn't understand that i couldn't understand before and his 180 degree turn in his mind and his body and his heart and the the way he speaks the understanding that he has is like just so profound you know and maybe he can come in here and give his own experience but let me tell you my story now with that introduction of my journey with psychedelics Okay, when I began uh, exploring um, marijuana, I think I was maybe 15, 16 years old, 
And it was a very big relief for my nervous system because it would get me inside of my body, into the present moment. And with all the craziness that was happening in my life and in my family and in, you know, in my pain from childhood, if you want to call it that, and all of these expectations that I just didn't think were for me, you know, in society and somewhat Fresita Catholic family in Tijuana, I just couldn't fucking deal with it. And so marijuana was such a relief for me. And it's kind of, I don't know if it's considered psychedelic or not. I mean, it does make you trip. But I started this long journey <clears throat> of really just using it for it, or escaping, right? A relief. And then, you know, alcohol and other substances and drugs. And when I got into, you know, it was like a long process of just really using these medicines, these plants, these alcohol, whatever I could get into my hands to escape my reality. <clears throat> also, of course, they do open your perceptives and there's a lot of different thoughts and really good philosophizing. I mean, it wasn't all bad, but I did take it a little bit to the edge. So, you know, from 15 to 25, when I, when I was 25 years old, I just, I started to go to NA meetings and got completely sober for like process of 10 to maybe 15 years, I think. And the way, you know, and a lot of the people that would get to these meetings had gone to rehab before. And I, I didn't go to rehab, even though I was drinking like a month. I mean, I would wake it out of my house, literally with a gallon of orange juice and tequila to go meet up with my friends and start, you know, start the day. And pick up a joint, keep drinking, go to band practice, whatever I was doing. But it was about the year before I stopped... I was really, really messing around with LSD, peyote, and mushrooms, and mostly LSD. And I do attribute the use of LSD for me to be able to just kind of have something snap into my brain to say, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm using all these substances, and I still feel fucking pissed off, angry, sad, depressed, all the shit. And I am not getting my shit done. And I went to the meeting for one day, and the next day I came back and came back and came back, and I just did it on my own with the help of you know just for today and this this community at the narcotics anonymous meeting in tijuana in la revolucion i don't know what street it was and i do attribute the use of lsd for my being able to just go there without having to go to like some detox or you know some rehab and locking myself in because if you guys don't know this bill w one of the guys that wrote the 12 step things had LSD experiences before he was able to go. And this is why he created the AA 12-step program. <clears throat> they don't tell you that in the meetings. They tell you that in the psychedelics and recovery meetings. And if you, you know, read about him enough, you you will uh, you can access that information. But when you go to a regular AA meeting, NA meeting, they don't they don't tell you that Bill W messed around with LSD and this is how he was able to have this, you know, what they call a spiritual or enlightening experience to tell you hey dude wake the fuck up you don't need these substances you can do this life awake and alive in your own body sober um and so you know the the experiences that i had with peyote and lsd were mostly i mean they were very profound but it was not in a ceremonial way i wasn't with any native you know i wasn't with the huicholes you know someone just gave me peyote in mexico and we just ate it and i thought i was in some desert I had some beautiful insights. I turned into an eagle, but I wasn't able to integrate it or realize how sacred it was. I'm sure I knew my inner self. Your inner self always knows, but it wasn't in that context. 
I think I was 21, 22, 23 years old. And neither was LSD, you know, but it was so profoundly magical and opening, eye-opening. However, the state I was in was in a state of pain and negativity and depression. So I do think they helped me to get into this journey of making a decision to, to, to love myself and to take care of myself and to stop you know slowly suiciding myself by every day being completely drunk and obliviated by drugs or whatever and so i you know i got into this journey of just for today just for today and i just connected with meditation that was my thing breathing in breathing out following my breath for 45 minutes every day whether i was at the you know with my buddhist friends doing their meditation or just outside of my house looking at the ocean and what happens when you meditate especially after i think having done so many psychedelics and so much acid it's like you connect with everything and there's a point where you're i'm not on alcohol i'm not on, i'm not on any drugs and it's been six months it's been a year and it's a trip because i'm breathing feeling like i am part of the ocean like i am also this ocean and of course when you're new to this it's like holy shit am i crazy like come on how are you thinking you're part of the ocean and i remember looking at my neighbor saying i know you're gonna think i'm crazy victor but i feel like i'm part of the ocean <laughs> and victor looked at me he's like no you're not crazy you are part of the ocean and you know he'd been in the program of na for many many years before i had and just hearing him say that it was like okay you know, it was validate people you need community to validate that we have this capacity to expand you know in this in this consciousness and in this knowing and in this experience really of connecting to everything because we are part of everything but what happens is we, we're not really taught that as we grow up we're taught to like i said earlier give our power away there's trauma that happens in the body and so anyway you know with with meditation and continuing like therapy programs going in and out of different retreats and different learning modalities and whew, i mean you name it after many many years um of trying just aa you know just na i got a little bit over it like they're so fucking strict it's kind of like the church they're not at all like psychedelics in recovery that um it's okay with this use of you know with partaking in the ceremonial use of of psychedelics because if you're using them to expand and grow in this capacity this power this knowing that we have and not using them to escape like maybe i was doing when i was 15 16 17 then you can talk about it in the meetings you can integrate it if you go to like a regular aa or na meeting you really can't say that you've been using mushrooms to expand your you know your, your spirituality your your, your conocimiento your capacity to hold you know because they just no and that's fine whatever you know it's maybe the people that are there are in another process just like i was when i was 25 and that's just how that's how it works i do think that by the time i dabbled in ayahuasca and mushrooms again i had so many years of being sober and of you know meditation and and therapy and different experiences of ex, you know vision quests and solitude time and i had so many years of that experience that it gave me a base to understand them better 
is, do I think that it's necessary for you to have sobriety for 15 years before dabbling in psychedelics? No, no. I mean, it, it can help you. I have I work with a lot of people that are getting sober with mushrooms and MDMA assisted therapy and that are weaning off of antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications that they've been on for years and they're finding a way to liberating themselves from these medicines that maybe were helpful at once but after 10 15 20 years aren't really helping anymore and now they're getting some side effect and who wants to take a medication 365 days out of the year if you can you would just go do a journey you know twice a year a journey with mushrooms or or psychedelic assisted therapy with either LSD or MDMA maybe you can microdose you know and also check what your body needs nutrition wise minerals wise you know spending more time outside in nature and practicing you know yoga martial arts there's so many modalities that are embodiment based and a lot of these situations you know do wake you up to maybe changing your life maybe leaving that job you hate or that relationship that is just so toxic or stepping into therapy couples therapy with your person and moving in a direction of healing and wholeness these medicines are phenomenal and yes they're not for everybody but back to my experience back to my experience um when i first um decided that i was gonna you know use or go to a ceremony of ayahuasca mm, the things that i saw the experience that i had i mean it was so freaking intense i thought i was going to die and i had a i had a very supportive group of it was 10 women or 12 women and you know the woman next to me would hold my hand she would sing songs to me the shaman lady would come and help so i did feel very supported and it was still very intense and i had a big you know i took the ayahuasca and nothing happened at the first 45 minutes i just thought mm, i meditate so much i'm going to be just chilling here and meditating and this is great i felt great everybody else was puking and having you know like intense experiences i was like oh Whew, thank goodness i'm just gonna be over here chilling but then you know after it kicked in oh my god it was so crazy but i saw and i understood things that i just had not understood before you know when i saw all of my grandparents great-grandparents all these ancestors just standing in front of me as adults but with little children um essence I understood their trauma and I understood why they had been so hard and it was just like an overcoming wave of love and just understanding holy shit we need to let go of these things and process them and feel them and understand that everybody like it didn't start with me it didn't start with my mom or my grandmother this shit has been going on for years and years and years and the depth of I guess forgiveness of myself of everybody of just letting go of like okay okay it's not it's not about that it's not about revenge or or feeling resentful that's what makes us sick i understand you know that's what makes people sick and and it was such a profound experience and also so intense i'm like okay that's it i'm never doing this again of course you know i went back again uh, because my mom was still very very sick and after my mom died and there was I realized that when you sit with psilocybin with mushrooms there's so much 
capacity for grieving because it, you get into the body and you cry and you cry and you cry and you cry and you alchemize all of this grief that you hadn't been able to feel before because it wasn't safe enough because it was too scary because my body was in that fight or flight mode like i talked about at the beginning when that animal is about to be eaten by a tiger and you just freeze or you know when you are super anxious because your parents are arguing or getting in a big ass fight or or somebody hurt you or some adult you got in a situation where you were just so scared and you, you might judge yourself oh my god why didn't i do this why didn't i say something because you can't at fucking seven years old 10 9 11 12 even as a teenager we got to cut ourselves a break there's some situations where we don't have that capacity that's an adult caregiver capacity's responsibility not your own which is another thing that happened you know i did an mdma assisted therapy session with a phenomenal therapist that i can you know give you her name if you're interested but the 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 insight that came through was seeing myself as a five-year-old little girl because you can go to places when you're on mdma that you usually don't because of your protection and this amazing intelligence that's built in the body uh, to keep you safe you can go to places when you're on mdma and a nice you know person who's done the work and who's holding you and i saw myself as a little five-year-old all alone in my house in this long hallway that was in the house completely petrified i don't really i can't exactly tell you what i was scared about i don't know if it was i don't know a ghost or something i was imagining or my parents not being there but the point being is that as a five-year-old all alone you know now as an adult i can give myself the compassion of understanding this is where your nervous system was being hijacked and or operating in the intelligence that creator gave it um creation gave it perdón and I saw myself and I had so much compassion and I understood it's not my fault and it's not my responsibility. It just is not. When you're five years old, you cannot be responsible to hold whatever is happening around your household. The responsible person must, must be an older caregiver that has the emotional capacity to come and sit with you and hold you and tell you, are you scared? Are you okay? Here, I got you without you even having to answer whether or not yes i'm scared you might not even know what the fuck you're feeling at five years old but as the adult caregiver's responsibility and we don't have many of those we just didn't because like i mentioned earlier when i saw those visions in the ayahuasca experience most of our adult caregivers are also fucking traumatized and we're in survival mode doing the best they could with some beautiful things yes but also with a lot of pain and when you're not aware of your pain you're dishing it down to the next person in front of you and it's not even a conscious thing you know that's just you're you're doing what you what was done to you and my other experience also with um with the magic mushrooms has been that every time i sit with them something new comes up some new thing you know some new sensation in the body gets worked up usually it's a lot of it begins with you know fear and resistance and guilt and all the stuff that was engraved you know into my body growing up 
um, you know, and I, a lot of it is like religious stuff. A lot of it is the Catholic, you know, you're a piece of, you're nothing unless Jesus died for you. You're nothing. You're a sinner. Uh, you need somebody else to die for you in order for you to be whole. And shame-based this, shame-based that. You know, we, they were asking us to go into the confessionary at seven years old. Go confess your sins. What the fuck sins does a seven-year-old have? But you had to make some shit up in order to make sure you pass the test. That was just, you know, they impose these beliefs on you. And they're very, very hurtful. Um, and so most of the experiences at first would have would have this kind of like, it's like you're boiling a chicken and all of that fat and all that stuff comes up to the top. And then you have to clear that out for the chicken broth to be, you know, good for you. So that's what happens at the beginning of these experiences. That's why it could be so intense. And then, you know, once you're able to just ground breathe through it have someone hold your hand you know hopefully the music is carrying you through this and allow your nervous system to settle then these visions this excitement this ecstasy comes in and it's like whoa my gosh no wonder we incarnate no wonder we want to come into these bodies and open this heart you know these loves and you know there's visitors that might come and different insights into why your life happened this way or that way and if you want to make a decision you completely understand the way to go about it and you laugh and you cry and there's just a point when you know the effects start to fall away and you're like no 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 please i want it to last forever or i mean you might be relieved you know that it's actually over it just depends on the intensity and the intention of each ceremony or each one-on-one -on -one journey that you have but this is what happens in these experiences and since you feel so many things you do it's like you you feel so tired afterwards because like i said earlier you know it's like three to six hours of intense therapy it's like running a marathon in 15 minutes you know your muscles your body your your emotions whew, you're going to be beat there's lots of nourishment that needs to be you know, and lots of broth and very full of nutrition, lots of water, tea, resting, journaling, meditating, you know, paying attention to your dreams and really offering yourself so much compassion. And then talking to your therapist, you know, the person that held you having another, you know, somatic experience or compassion inquiry integration session coming to the group session afterwards and talking about your experience and validating you know uh, it's very validating to hear others experiences and connecting the ears and to to be seen and and witnessed by the person that held you and those in the group if it was a group ceremony you have a new family after these situations you have a new family after a medicine retreat after a medicine journey experience even after one-on-one -on -one experience you know sometimes it's hard when people do one-on-ones you come home and you can't really tell anyone and oh my god if i tell my parents or my partner or my kids are gonna and that's one of the things that you learn in these medicine journeys and in compassionate inquiry and in, in doing your therapies that you really aren't really managed by what other people think about you i mean yes you know some of us some of us might work for the government and you really can't be screaming it on the top of your lungs that you're going to ayahuasca ceremony if you you know are a correctional officer at some freaking prison or or you are you know you work for the whatever for some type of government or some type of 
company that does drug testing, but you know, if you take your time, these substances don't come up in in drug testing, and also you're doing it for purposes of of growth and of healing your trauma, which will make you a better asset for whatever company you go for. Because you will expand your capacity to be in the present moment, to feel grounded, and to walk from your heart instead of from your trauma. And these medications are good for PTSD. You know, there's so many associations like veterans that are being helped by sitting with Iboga, Ibogaine, to help their trauma with MS, MDMA, with Bufo Alvarios, which is DMT, and Ayahuasca. Because it actually helps resolve these um, horrific experiences, these, these, you know, having to be sitting with so much death and violence and killing affects you for the rest of your life. I don't really think we're supposed to be killers. Um, and when you have to do that, it's because you're in the military or some whatever situation that brought you to this. You can sit with Ibogaine with an experienced vet that has already sat with Ibogaine and can sit there with you and empathize with you and hold your hand and tell you, I get you, brother. I get you, sister. It's so profound. And these are. this is such an important movement. This is such an important time right now of opening into this consciousness, into this power that we have, and to accompany ourselves with it. Which is why there's so many other distractions, you know, like diseases and wars and all these things. Keep your focus. And know that, you know, one of the things that these plants do and also these practices of being in groups of, you know, healing modalities like sound healing and, and medicine women and, and medicine men and just sitting by the fire, it does help the vibration of your body be calmer, be softer, be smoother, be grounded, be in this power of calm. Because when I say empowered, that doesn't mean that you're just going to sleep there in the laurels and just, you know, look at the stars and be like, oh, yeah, that's like called stupidity and spiritual bypassing. I'm talking about a power that's grounded but still moves and helps others and takes action and, you know, and votes and, and, and gets involved in justice work. But also is a vibration that is so calm and soothing that isn't fear-based. And as we can get into this vibratory state and not be walking in fear, we help all of the energetics in the world. And we become part of the solution. We become part of the love and the kindness and the compassion that lives inside of us. That is part of this empowerment that opens up with these plants. And so the integrating of this openness is very important. Going to those sound healing events, coming to therapy with me, <laughs> with Karin, with, with, so with people that are going to help you continue making sense of this, making sense of what's going on. And it's a, not an easy journey, but it's totally doable and you have what it takes to do it. You've already been through these horrific experiences and you're still standing. All you need to do now is get, you know, a little bit of that power back inside your body, nutrition-wise, sleep-wise, exercise-wise, emotionally-wise, intelligently-wise. And you will be able to do this because I can do it. And so many people are doing it. 
And we all have the capacity and there's very many communities nowadays that are helping you and supporting you to do this. So it is a really a fun time to be able to get into this. And there's so much research out there. Of course, if you have additional questions, if you want to know more about this, we got cut off there a little bit with some alarm on the phone because this is remember podcast on the phone. But anyway, remember that you have you are worthy enough to be able to step into this and do your homework. Of course, you know, if you're weaning off some type of pharmaceutical, you got to talk to your psychologist, psychiatrist or MD, whoever's giving you that. And if they say, no, you can't do that, then look for another one because there's a lot of research out there. You know, UCSD, if you're local here in San Diego, has amazing um, psychologists, psychiatrists that are aware of this research and aware of the capacity that it has to help you wean off of pharmaceuticals and or help you if you're you know if your medicines are resistance if you have resistance to antidepressants and or anti-anxiety medication do your homework ask questions and vet your facilitators if you're going to do this if you're interested of course in one-on-one assisted therapy with me please dm me send me an email go on my webpage. there's a way to connect to me there i do have a couple of ceremonies coming up local group ceremonies with live music and beautiful facilitators and guys that have had so much experience and that have done the work and reach out if you're interested in that and you know um there's so much possibility i feel very hopeful right now in integrating all of the work that has been coming along in my way and this is what tales of recovery is about so thank you for listening please share subscribe um send it to all your friends write a little comment on there if you can and thanks for listening Also, you know, if it sucks to be, you know, this noise in the background of the car, let me know because then I'll stop doing this and just wait till I get home (laughs) or to a parking lot, whatever. But keeping it real, sending love and good morning, my neighbors.